Welcome to the Vibe Show Podcast with your boy Kano the Don, the Vibe King. And today we have a special, special guest joining us on the show today, the lovely AJ Johnson. <laughs> How you doing? I listen, I'm giggling because I'm so flattered. Like, can you follow me around and just introduce me everywhere I go like that? Of course I can. Of That's course. So awesome. How are you? Thank you for having me. You know what? No, thank you. This is like you just don't realize how big this is. This is this is actually huge and everybody has been anticipating you coming. First of all, people was mind blown that I even got this opportunity. And Why? Everybody you can't be afraid to ask. Why? I don't know. I don't know, but it's it's just everybody loves you. And it's like, yes. And it's like, you know, for me and my and my vibe team, I just I want to I want to say thank you so much for just taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you're busy always. You're you're doing all type of stuff right now. I, I, I really am. But you know what? I'm so excited that you're interested and people want to hear what I'm doing and that people are interested and I'm excited to share because it's pretty bomb to me and a lot of epic is going on in my life and I just want everybody to not not hear it for 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 my cheerleader's sake but I want everybody to know like I don't care what you're doing I don't care where you are in your life like don't give up because you know it can just turn around like in a second and you'd be like, Oh my God, I didn't even expect that by blessing. Right. So I'm staring because I want everybody to understand I'm no different than you. You know, right. I'm just believing and I'm keeping pressing. I'm just not giving up. That may be the only difference is I'm just not giving up. Right. And I, I definitely feel that I, you know, that was one of my inspirational videos that, um, cause I do inspirational videos every morning. And, and that was something that I was saying too, cause I feel the same way. Like we all, born to be great and we have a purpose out here but we just have to it's we're just not going to know automatically what it is i mean we gotta we gotta find out what that is right right you're absolutely right you're absolutely right i think that's important and i find more and more you know whether it's people at the tsa area when i'm traveling stopping me or people stopping me on the street which i absolutely love by the way Um, (laughs) i love that that how i'm living is affecting people and and people are trusting it so much that they that they want to hear what I have to say or they want my opinion. I love that. So I stop. I talk to people. I try to answer questions. And I think the biggest thing I'm learning, you know, from last year to this year is people want to know the how-to. Like right. it's one thing to say, hey, I'm doing it. Hey, I'm doing it. I'm bomb. I'm rolling. You know, that's great. But people want to know, like, well, how do you do certain things? Like how do you stay up? How do you stay positive? You know, they want to know the how-to. Right. What are the steps? Shit. People are like, what are the steps? Teach me what to do, AJ. I'm like, okay, well, I can tell you what I'm doing. I hope it works for you. Right. Right. Now, now come, I have, I have a special request before we uh, dig all the way into this. I have a special request from um, a good friend of mine. Um, His name is uh, Feldrick Walker. And he's, He's absolutely just crazy about you. Um, and it was, it was I'm, I'm serious. This guy is a maniac behind you. Like, because when he found out, he was thinking that it was um, the comedian A.J. Johnson. 
So I was like, okay. yeah, you know, uh, she's going to be coming on today. And uh, he was like, yeah, he, no, he was like, she. I was like, yeah. I was like, you didn't know? He was like, no, I thought I thought it was um, AJ Johnson, uh, comedian. I'm like, no. And when I told him, you should have seen the expression on his face. It just was just like an awe. I wish you had taken a picture so I could see. You know, like, it was so spontaneous and, like, right at the moment. I didn't know that he was that crazy about you. And he was just like, man, can you ask her one thing for me that I always wanted to know? I always wanted to know what what does the AJ mean? That's so funny because a lot of people already know. Um, AJ stands for Aging and Joy. And, of course, my last name is Johnson. Right. And I was AJ off and on in high school, but when I got to Spelman, um, on my freshman dorm floor, there was another Adrian. It was Adrian Thomas. Love her, friends to this day. And, you know, they would always say, Adrian, Adrian. And I was like, okay, so it's Adrian Joy, and nobody could stick it. So I just was like, you know what, just call me AJ. And it stuck. Wow. And even if you're in Hollywood, you know, even with the other AJ Johnson, who constantly, you know, uses AJ Johnson from House Party. And I'm like, okay, can you say AJ Johnson the comedian or <laughs> AJ Johnson from any of the other movies? Right. So people Use us. I mean, can you just can you can you flip it a little bit, please? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I even tried to do Adrian Joy with my acting career for a minute, and I would walk into the room and they go, "Oh, AJ," and I was like, "Okay, so never mind. Let me go back to AJ because that's what people know and love." Right. And so yes, AJ stands for Adrian Joy. Awesome, awesome. So Feldrick, there you go. You you got your answer right there. You know, and, now and tell him if he really wants to impress me, he can say it in French. You know, a lot of people don't know that I speak French fluently. Wow. Um, my, my family is, is, is primarily West Indian, and so uh, the true pronunciation is Asbian Joie. Ah, so I'm def- look, I'm definitely going to let Feldrick know that. <laughs> <laughs> I have definitely. to let you know that part, yeah. So yes. So say it, so we got to get it right. Right. Got to get it right. So look, now... Let's let's go back. Um, let's go back a little bit because I want to give um, I want to give the fans a little history on you, and um, how did how did it all begin? Okay, so let's go back to um, the beginning when of uh, the beginning of your career, and what were you doing before you you got into um, the entertainment business? Okay, so the beginning was truly. Spike Lee at Spelman and Spelman College and Morehouse College um, shooting and location scouting for school days. And I was at Spelman at the time as a pre-med major. Um, I was graduating psychology, chemistry, dual degree. I was on my way to pre-med. And, um, you know, I grew up in the arts as well. So even though my academic situation was pretty tight, I, you know, I grew up figure skating and horseback riding and gymnastics and modeling and acting. And, you know, I just grew up a very, very active kid in the arts and um, in, in athletics. So I never really lost that, even though I went to college and focused on the academic side. I never lost my passion for the arts. And being in Atlanta, it was kind of easier than in any other place at the time to do commercials and, and, and plays throughout the city and and just kind of keep my toe in it, if you will, right. as I was pursuing my, my degrees. And then it just happened that Spike was getting ready to shoot school days. He was doing some of the higher, the, 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 the casting locally. And I was Miss Morehouse at the time, so he actually witnessed a performance 
where I was the star of the show as Miss Morehouse, and he asked me to be in the movie. And um, being in the movie for the first time with dialogue gave me my Screen Actors Guild membership. And now that allowed me to move to L.A. and be eligible for other speaking roles. So that's really where my career started. Um, when I got to L.A., I was doing a lot of music videos. I was dancing more than acting. Um, you know, I was doing, I was a fly girl on A Living Color. I was a choreographer. Wait a minute. Perez. You I know, know what? I know. You Listen, you asked me to go back. Wait go a back. minute. You was a fly girl. A lot of people don't remember that's that. That's crazy. like, wait, 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 what? I'm like, yeah. But, but this was the early part of the, of the series. I actually left In Living Color because I also got house party. And the schedule's conflicted. So I had to, I had to, to pick. I couldn't do In Living Color and House Party. So I picked House Party. Good thing you did. Isn't that deep, though? Just in terms of looking back over all of that, like the schedules overlapped, and it just didn't work out. And, uh, you know, Keenan and I stayed friends, and I, I decided that, you know, House Party was probably a better move. I knew then that at the time a lot of dancers were not going to get the opportunity to be leads in a film. Um, and I was like, this is a chance of a lifetime. And so the rest is history. Did you know? Did you know any of the cast members um, before that movie? Before which one? House, House party. party or House Party? I knew Tisha because we met when I did School Days. Remember, Tisha was the star right. of School Days. Yeah, she was. So I met. I knew Tisha because of School Days. We became friends. Um, she was very instrumental in guiding me as I moved to LA from Atlanta. Um, so by the time we got to do House Party, I knew Tisha. I had I was just meeting Martin. I had heard a kid and play because they were already on the music scene, but I didn't know them. Um, same thing with Full Force. I knew them from their music, but that was the first time that we actually worked together. Ah, uh, you know what? And and look, and when you look back at that movie, that was a star-studded cast. Everybody blew up. Well, it is. It, it became a star-studded cast. You know. I like to say that it was, a, it was a bunch of us who were just excited about our careers. We were excited to work together. We were amazed at what creating together felt like. We were blessed to have um, a producer-director team and Reggie Hudlin and Warrington Hudlin that were so open to us being our creative selves. And so a lot of it we created. Like, a lot of people are just finding out there was no dance scene written in House Party in the script. Really? Being, no, there was not. Me being the dancer choreographer for so long, I was like, you know, not only because I'm a dancer, but also because I'm coming from an environment where when there's a house party, there's a dance battle. Like right. that's what I knew from school, from 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 my days of Spelman, from my days of growing up in New Jersey. If we're gonna do a house party, there's a dance battle. So where's the dance battle at? Like in the script, <laughs> he was like, well, we didn't write one in, and I was like, oh no no no, we got to do a dance battle. Oh, and see what happened. Wow, so that's how that happened. That is amazing. Yeah, so so that wasn't an original scene. That that was that was kind of impromptu. Yes, not kind of, extremely. Wow. It was not planned. It was not written in the script. It was one day where we had a little bit of time that he was like, if we can do it and squeeze it in, let's shoot it. We did it, we squeezed it in, we shot it, and look what happened. It ended up being one of the one of the dopest scenes um, in the movie, which is why I'm saying you got to just be you. You got to be you to the full strength. Don't dilute yourself. Show up when it's time to show up, and you never know what's going to happen. Wow, 
that is just that's mind blowing right there, man. I I mean that is some info for you right there. Now, right. okay, so house po- did, did did you guys know that? Well, you couldn't have possibly known, but did you have an idea with the way things were coming together and 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 how it was coming out that it would be such a huge success? No, I mean I go and speak for myself. I had no idea. I thought it was a cute idea at best. Um, I knew that we were launching at the dawn of the hip hop era, the early nineties. But I mean, again, at that time, you know, hip hop wasn't established. Hip hop was a new music form. Rap was basically a music form that, you know, it wasn't necessarily that it was new, but it damn sure was not in the movies or on TV. That right. So we were just kind of, you know, doing a lot of this new stuff and, to not know what it was going to turn out to be, we were just happy to have fun together. Right. Period. That's, that's all we were doing. And I and I think to this day, the fun that we have on camera is what a lot of people still love. You can you can tell that we were having fun. It's missing. We weren't doing it chasing a check. We weren't doing it because we were trying to be stars. We were doing it because we were having an opportunity to to, to have fun and get paid for it. Right. And you know what? You know, it's 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 funny that you say that because. Really and truly, like, I think a lot of people miss that, miss the house parties, miss the when you when people could actually come together, have right. a good time and leave in one piece. Right. Right. And it, and it be just about the, the, the fun, the dancing, the camaraderie, ain't no guns going off, ain't nobody right. and stabbing each other, ain't nobody talking about my woman this, my woman that. It was just all a group of people having fun. You know, on a on a Friday night after school. Wow, <laughs> you right? know what? And it, it, it was a different era. It was, it was, and and you know that's actually one of one of my favorite movies that I can actually watch over and over and over again. And every time I watch it again, I always catch something new. <laughs> really? Every time. Every time I, I see something different, I'm like, yo, like, I didn't catch that the first time. Because, you know, you're watching it, you're in the moment of watching it. But it's like, you know, we, we watch these movies. These are classics. We watch them so much. We know pretty much all of the lines. We, we you know, even the dances that you guys were doing um, became dances that people, I mean, it, it actually influenced the world. Right, right. And, you know, I... um I still never get used to that. And I never, I honestly never get used to all of what you just said. Um, I don't look at myself as iconic or legendary or being a part of an iconic film. I mean, I think it's amazing. And I love that, you know, now I can say I've been a part of two of those. Right. Um, but I just, you know, it, it's just, I, I never could have imagined that that's not what the intention was. That's not what the, 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 the focus was. We honestly were just having fun. And there was no way to know that it would have been, would have been such a positive outcome. Right. We were just like, oh, it's a chance to make a movie? Okay, cool. And it's what we're going to be doing? Okay, cool. It was like that. Wow. And, yeah. And, and what was dope about it, like you say, everybody was like that. And I think, I think by, by you guys being so organic and, and being in your, in, in, you know, being yourself, I think that that's another element that really made it into a classic. 
because it was so pure and so organic. Nobody was overdoing it. No, it, it you know, it was it just it felt so natural and it was so relatable because, you know, it really fit around that time because, you know, house parties was the thing. That whole concept for that whole movie was just crazy, like. Well, you know, here's the other part of it too. You know, a lot of people constantly say, Well, how can we ever see you in more movies lately? Are you still acting? And the interesting thing is I actually did a movie, um, in last June of 2018 that's going to release this this, uh, this year sometime. I don't know the release date yet, but um, I have gone back on screen. I, I am thinking about doing more movies because I actually miss it. I hadn't missed it before now. Mm. And one of the reasons why I had missed it is kind of what you're saying. Like, it was so organic for us, and there was no competition. It was all of us just kind of like, coming together, and we knew what we each could bring. And we gave each other space to bring whatever that thing was. Right. Um, we championed each other to bring that thing. And, and that's what you see. You know, times are a little different. Yeah. And the, the kind of content that's now being produced. I know. Um, I know. The level of talent is a little different. The level of skill set is a little different. And I just kind of got burned out, which is, you know, why I switched over to more healthy living and some other passions I have, because I just kind of got burned out and I wasn't finding the level of interest in projects. As I read scripts, as I met other actors, I just wasn't interested like I had been. Wow. And and so you're right. It was just very, very organic. Wow. You know, um, I wanted to ask you too, um, and I also, I, I, I love, I love the workout thing. I love the healthy living that you, um, that, that you involved in as well. I, I absolutely love that. I wanted to ask you, to um were, was it an opportunity for you to to be in house party too or it was just something that you maybe passed up or they wanted to kind of change it up a little bit more with a different storyline and kind of not involve um other people in it or how how did that how did that work no um they were very very excited about the potential about the success of house party one um they were very excited about trying to create a franchise because I don't know if you remember, but at the time there were there were um, there were white team movies that were franchising and doing really well. Yes, yes. Um, do you remember that? Yes. It was like you know, Disney Moore. Yeah. And uh, Rob Lowe. Yes. And uh, who else was part of that group? Like the Brat Pack type of thing. And they were doing back to back movies um, together, and so we kind of thought with the success of House Party, we were creating the black version of that. Unfortunately, when we got to do, when we got the green light to do House Party 2 and House Party 3 and Class Act and, and Kid and Play kept moving forward, um, the producer, director, hands changed. And that oh. it went into George Jackson, George Jackson and Doug McHenry. And they had a different vision hmm. for the storyline, they had a different vision for the characters, um, different pay scales, um, mm. different production teams. And I just felt like, personally, we were not being celebrated enough for what we created the first time right. in order for us to do a second one and have to sacrifice so much. Oh, I um, get that. You know, I was coming from a different place in space. You know, like I said, I was a dancer. I was a pre-med major. You know, I was coming to L.A. with, honestly, a lot of choices that I could make professionally and a lot of passion. Right. And I just felt like, 
for all the work we put into House Party One and for the success that it became, I kind of felt like they were messing it up, to be quite frank and, and to, blunt, to be blunt. I kind of thought the direction they were going was messing it up. Yeah. My path. Yeah, I agree with you because it did, it did go from one thing and then when it came back with, um, you know, House Party Two, um, House Party Two, I thought was I thought I thought it was pretty good. It, it you know it was like a, a a real change up with it, and then um, you know we you know with kid going to school and stuff like that. I mean I, I definitely got that part. I just was looking for more of, you know, the same care. I, I feel like all y'all should have went to school. You know what I mean? Like it would have been yeah. so dope if. All y'all would have went to school because if you know if you look at it, it still had the dance feel to it. It still was hip hop ish. Um, I you know it would have been so cool to see all you guys go to school from that first well, one. You know, there's there's a lot of storylines that I feel like they could have followed each character with, and I just think and sometimes this happens. You know, no no fault, no pointing any fingers, but I just feel like sometimes what happens is. You know, the, the film studio and the production company and the producers and director, they can get comfortable with the success of the first one. Yeah. And they don't put as much passion into the second one. And I personally feel like that's what happened. I feel like the passion was gone. I feel like they were relying on the success of the first one. They really didn't care about the script and the quality of the script. They didn't care about character development. Right. And for the actress that I wanted to be, it wasn't working for me. Yeah, I definitely understand that. That, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, um... Now let's let's shift over to how did the how did the baby boy um, opportunity come come along? Well, and what made so you another, take that role? Another amazing story. Um, I actually had broken both my feet really? in a jogging, a freak, freak, freak jogging accident. Believe it or not, um, I was just working out one of my many days of working out, and I fell and had multiple fractures in my feet. So I was wow. not even on my feet to audition for Baby Boy. Didn't even know about it, didn't read the script, nothing. And hmm. John Singleton called me and said, um, you know, I'm getting ready to do this project. We've had auditions, we've had a couple screen tests, and we can't find the girl to play, you know, Tyrese's mom. Tyrese is set, Ding Rains is set. We can't find the girl. And my and he said, my mom said, what about A.J. Johnson? And he was like, oh, shit, I can't believe I didn't think about A.J. Johnson. <laughs> yeah. So he was like, I'm calling you to say you've got to do this movie with me. And remember that John, and he tells the story, and so do I, but I don't know if you know this, that even when I was doing House Party, John Singleton was still in school. He was still at USC. And he was coming to visit the set just to learn and hang out. And really? we were friends on a set of House Party. Wow. And so I told him then, I said, you know what? One day we're going to do a movie together. He was like, okay, I'm going to hold you to that. Because, you know, at the time, here I am starting a movie. Here he is still in film school. So he was like, okay, bet. That's, that's cool. That's cool. And so now, fast forward, he's now a director. He's now getting to do this movie. He calls me and says, yo, this is our opportunity to do a film together. And I was like, wow, that's deep. But I don't want to be the mama to nobody. <laughs> and so he was like, well, it's a little different. You know, she's really young. She's really hip. You know, no, you know, I want somebody who nobody's going to believe that she could be the mama. I want her to look more like a girlfriend anyway. That's why you're so perfect. You know, we, we met, me, him, Tyrese, and Bing, we met. And then we did a screen test. And he was like, oh, my God, you've got to do this. And I was like, okay, fine. And so that's how Baby Boy came to be. But i got to tell you, it was so different for me. 
Really? In terms of just being a young mom, being a young mom from South Central. Like, here I am, this college girl right. who can dance and act hip hop. That part wasn't that bad. But to now do a dramatic role where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm surrounded by, you know, Bing Rains who studied at Juilliard, which doesn't get any better than that for the school of drama. <laughs> I'm telling you. Um, you know, uh, John Singleton, who's already an award-winning director. It was like, okay, I got to really, really bring it for this. And I don't want to let anybody down. You know, I don't want to let women who are single moms down. I want to properly represent. I don't know what I'm talking about. This is not my life. Like, I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? <laughs> and so, you know, I hired one of the best acting coaches in L.A. Um, John sent me and Tyrese up to spend a lot of time together. I hung out in, 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 in South Central for weeks at a time before we started shooting. And you see what happened on film. Man, I, what happened off? I mean, you know, it's it's just to hear you give the inside story on it is just mind blowing because <laughs> you you are such a great talent. I'm talking about like you. I, I can't honestly see anybody else in that role. Seriously. Because you haven't seen anybody else in the role. True. But I mean, there's a lot of other actresses who were screen testing for it. Um, I'm, 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 of course, now I'm glad that John couldn't see anybody else in the role either. Um, but, but at the same time, you know, once again, I come back to the testimony of you know what's yours is yours. It don't know. It don't matter who else is up for it. It don't matter who else has gone in for it. They came and found me. John called me. You know, I was not even in the mix. wasn't even thinking about it. I was in a wheelchair, you know, <laughs> trying to learn how to walk again, for God's sake. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking about nothing. Yeah. And John called me. So, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the testimony of what's yours is yours is definitely strong in that. And I worked really hard. I studied really hard. I took, it, I took my responsibility to women seriously, to young moms seriously. I didn't want to let them down. I didn't want to skate through the role. Um, so I tried to get deep, and, and I pray that everybody... Uh, was pleased with my performance. Of That's course. what the movie is. Of course. You know, Taraji was a newcomer at the time. It was Tyrese's first movie, too. I mean, you know, again, it was just all of us diving in, helping each other, trying to create a chemistry and a story that everybody could relate to. Right. You know, you know what I, you know what I think it is, too? And um, I think that your... Your your whole aura and your personality, I think it's so approachable. You're so, like the way that you are on film, per se, to me, with these different characters, I think a lot of that is still you, even though you're so acting. Too. And I think people I think fell in love with that because it's like you're... Your acting is is just it's organic, it's organic, and it, it's 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 Taraji have that same feel like with whatever role it is, it's still showing you. You know, how sometimes you have to get lost in the role and then you know learn how to. I just think that the 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 characters that you have played have still been strong elements of who you are, at, and you know, in person. Oh, definitely, definitely, and 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 I will say that you know there are roles that require a lot of degrees of transformation. 
whether it's mind transformation, body transformation. Um, but I think that in order to stay, to stay authentic and true to the essence that makes the role yours, right. like, what, like what you said, you couldn't see anybody else doing that role. I, you know, I wanted to bring elements of myself to it because that's going to keep it unique to me. You know, right. whether it's the way I laugh or the way I move or the walk or a little gesture, a hand gesture, or the way I decide to smoke a cigarette right. or, you know, whatever it is, it's still got to be true to me because, you know, that's going to make it mine. Right. And so um, I think everybody has a tendency to do that. I don't know to what degree, but I love that you noticed that because it's important to me that whatever role I take, there's a way that I can add an element of myself in it. Right. And I, and I, and I think that's what, I think that's what everybody, everybody loves about you. I, and I think it's safe to, to, to say that because I don't know. It's, and, and I think that when you, when you kind of went away from the screen, I think that we, we, we all long to see you in more, more films because of what you, you bring to the table. You bring a lot to the table and I feel like you know we 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 get that auntie feel we get that uh girlfriend feel we get the mama feel we get that we get all of these different feelings from you make us feel so many different ways and I think that you know we desired more of that and then when you when you left you know it, it just was kind of disappointing well I you know <laughs> Absolutely. And and thank you for sharing that with me because, you know, I really would have no way to know, um, one, that I was missed, and two, what about me was missed, because that's going to also help me choose my roles, who I work with. Um, you know, I have a lot of other things going on in my life that the good news now is, you know, I, I've built a brand and a career to where I don't have to do the acting anymore, and I think I'm going to enjoy it more. You know, it's a tough business when it's your all. Right. And that's all you have is, is how many movies are you going to do this year? Are you going to have a TV show? Is it going to stay on? Is it going to last? There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of stress with that. And that's a lot of what made me walk away from it. Uh, is that, you know, like I said, I had other things I really loved that didn't come with the pressure or the stress. Right. Um, and so that's, you know, I didn't necessarily think I was going to walk away. I just wanted to focus more on something else, not expecting that my fitness business would blow up so big, so fast. Yeah. So it, it, it helped me to shift because I had so much going on within that. But now I think years later, I'm at a point now where if the script is right, if the director's right, if the role is right, you know, I'm excited to dive back in it and, and, and find a balance, you know, in between the two careers. Right. You know what I think another thing that's um I think that's awesome about you is you know you came in the business with options to the point to where just like you just you just stated that um it wasn't your last resort. Right. Did, did you did you plan on setting it up that way because I think that um I think that that's a good element you know, for younger actors and, and younger people that plan on um, going in the business or whatever to have some other options to fall back on to the point to where you can actually be, make make good choices as far as deciding what role you want to take or it's no pressure? Yeah, I mean, 
I can speak from experience now. I may not have been able to say this before now, but I can definitely say now from my experience, absolutely have options. And let me also say this, you know, again, it's a different time. So now with social media, with reality TV, um, with the digital uh, platform we have now, the Internet, you know, when I first came to L.A., we didn't have any of those. So, you know, as an actor, it was you're either on TV, you're in a movie, or you're not. And that's it. Right. You know, we didn't have YouTube. So, you know, now there's so many different platforms where you can showcase your talent and, 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 and let the world know what you're up to. And um, it's now become really the true resume for artists. So I think it's easy to do a number of different things. I mean, now it's popular to not just do one thing. Right. Now it's more popular to have a, a bunch of different options and, and you know, um, income streams coming in. So right. on your business to, you know, increase your brand, you know, um, that's the new thing. So, yeah, I would definitely say that I'm not only do I believe in it, but I'm excited to now live that part of my life where I got I get to do it all without any stress or pressure. Right. Do you um, if if I could ask you to get your your take on that era of um, the entertainment business when you were full-fledged, um, comparing it to today's business world with it, do 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 you like that that era? Because, I mean, of course things are going to evolve and, and, and improve and get better, but I'm talking about, like, as far as, like, the way the business is ran. Um, do you... How, how, can I get your perspective on the that that time and era and today's time and era, how you feel about it in today's time and era? Um, I mean, without you giving me a specific lane to run in about both eras, the, the first thing that comes to mind for me is the skill set is completely different. Right. Across the board. Um, as actors, you had to really know the acting field, and you weren't necessarily doing it to be a star celebrity. If you were an actor, you were on TV or you were in a park, you know, or you were teaching little kids or you were on a TV show. It was like you were an actor because you love to act, you love the process, and you were working as an actor. Working as an actor means a lot of different things, stage, theater, like I said, in the park, TV, film. Um, nowadays, I think the medium is more about being a celebrity and how can you be a celebrity. So, you know, it may be you get a lot of attention online because, you know, there's something dysfunctional going on in your life or in your relationship. Right. And now you've got all these followers and all this attention. And now the industry thinks that translates into, oh, let's give them a TV show or right. a talk show. Or, oh, let's put them in a movie. And we've already seen where that does not necessarily always work. Right. You know, a lot of times, you know, the million followers people have, you know, they don't necessarily want to see them as an actor. They want to see them be in a dysfunctional relationship that made them follow in the first place. <laughs> right. And, you know, and that's no shade. Right. I'm just saying it, you know, that's where it's different, you know. Um, as producers and directors, you know, producers and directors, like, again, the Reggie Hudlin, you know, went to, um, went to Yale um, in film school. John Singleton went to USC. Um, you know, a lot of these film directors that were, that were, um, the primary film directors, as I was starting my, my career, that's what they were. They were film directors. And, and slowly but surely, you know, music video directors started getting opportunities to do film. I'm not saying that's bad, but that's a whole different arena. 
Right. You know, it's a whole different level of camera equipment, skill set, as I said before. And I think, you know, the industry shifted and just kind of got lazy with their definition of what was entertainment and not. Um, uh, I love reality TV. I've done reality TV. Um, even with my fitness business, I've done more reality TV than scripted lately. Right. But I also feel like it's just different. The quality of the content is different. Um, so, yeah, I just think, you know, um, with time, the era shifted, the talent shifted, the skill set shifted, um, you know, how we get hired and, and who's doing the hiring shifted. Um, I think the attention span is different. So that's also one of the reasons why, you know, um, you know, I, I was in a meeting the other day and a TV network was saying, you know, the attention span of our audience is just very different now. Right. Uh, you got to get to the point and, and, and move on. You know, you know, now we have access to on demand. And of course, you know, like Netflix, you can watch 16 episodes when you feel like it. So right. the way that things are laid out now is different. You don't have to wait till the next week to see the show. So a lot has, has, has caused the industry to shift drastically. Right. Do you think that they're kind of taken away from the essence of it all by it moving so fast? Do you, do you think that it, it you know... I don't know because it's like the the it's like the value in I'm I'm not I'm not really getting I'm not really getting classic anymore. I'm not really getting I'll watch this. I'll, I I mean I could this is something that that's a collectible to me that you know I can I can pop in a house party. I can pop in a life. I can pop in, you know, uh I can watch Martin all over and over and over and I'm I'm just not getting that anymore. You know like I'm I seen it one time. Uh yeah, you know I seen it. It was dope. Uh I'm I'm not getting that re that rewind on it though. You know, I'm not getting that feel anymore. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because I kind of agree with you, and I don't necessarily know if I know why. Like, I kind of want to ask you, why do you think? I mean, I, I've got a reason, but I want to ask you first, and I'll give you mine. Why do you think we're having less classics now? I just, I just think that, I think that as, as, as a cult, as a culture, as a whole, I just think that we're we're in such. We're in such a bad place as far as like values all the way around the board. I don't think right. that, you know what I'm saying? Like our value system as people in general, like the respect level, um, you know, things that, that, that we're willing to do, you know, uh, desperately for money, um, you know, it's, it's, I just think that our value system has been brought all the way down, you know, and and for an entertainment purpose with with no purpose really behind it. You know what I mean? Cuz I mean, you know, the yeah. just like creating these I think that these reality shows were created for a reason and I think that it's it's devaluing us as people. Period. Because right. why why can't if if it was if it was targeted to be a good thing then why can't we have good reality shows that's projecting, you know, um, showing showing the girls in a different light or showing the guys in a different light or, um, you know, um, this is how we created this business reality show. Hey, you can do it too. Um, you know, we don't, we got, we got, you know, the shark tanks and stuff like that, but it's still, I'm talking about like the essence, you, you know what I'm talking about? Like, 
I, I'm, I don't, I, I just think that it's being devalued for a reason. Well, I, you know, I mean, I hear you. Um, I think your perspective is interesting. You know, what I was going to say is, you know, I also feel like, um, once again, you know, we have such access to everything and everybody now. Right. You know, that if I create a character, it's hard for you to really, really submerge yourself in that character and in that character's world because you have so, so much access to A.J. Johnson, the person, what she's doing, what she's eating, uh, where she's at right now. You know, you got access to A.J. Johnson. So even though you can, you can value me playing Shireen now, you're, it's still, your perspective is still poisoned, if I will. I will use that word. I think your perspective is still poisoned with so much of who I am as a person that you can only get into the character so much. Right. So you've got, you've got all these worlds colliding. You've got the real world of my life that you're watching every day, all day. You've got the world of my character's life. You've got the world of what Tisha's going through, plus her character. It's like it's too clouded. I see what you you're know, saying. It's too clouded to really just get taken away in the land of make-believe. I love and isn't that, that what, you know, that's what entertainment is. I mean, think about it. Like, you know, there used to be Mickey Mouse. Yeah. You know, Disney is Disney because it's a land of make-believe. Yeah. The Wizard of Oz. Why is that a classic? Because it took us away in a land and at a time that we would never know and see. And we got lost in the make-believe of the Wizard and the Oz and the yeah. Munchkins and Yellow Big yeah. Right? I mean, they're, they're classics. Right. You know what? That is we don't, so we don't have enough get lost anymore. Yeah, lost in those worlds anymore. You're right because we do have access to to so much. It's like you know the 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 wondering how this person really is. Like you don't really have to even wonder anymore. It's like you know, hey, this person's on IG. This person's over here. Uh, you know, hey, I just woke up this morning. Uh, oh, I'm about to eat this. Hey, we're going over to this restaurant right here. Um, you know, I, it, it's just right. like you're right. Everybody has access. You know. To 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 everything right in their right in their hand within seconds, and it 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 has taken away taken away from the specialness of it, of of the you know that that wonder that that man that's yeah that that's I love the way you put that. I mean that's just my take. You know, um, I think it's a really good question, and honestly, like I said, I don't really have the full answer. I just feel like. Um, we're, we're, you know, and, and, and think of it this way. You know, we just talked about House Party, right? Right. And we talked about the fact that House Party was was filmed um, in, in 1989 and came out in 1990. Right. We didn't have access to a bunch of rappers, hip-hop, their lifestyle. We didn't have access to it like we do through social media and the Internet now. Right. So when you saw Kid and Play going to school, you know, having a party, you knew. Right. We we didn't know we didn't know that they just got arrested last night or this or that or other or so you know we we didn't know the other side of it. Right. So so all we had was what we were shown in the film. Hmm. And I think that's the difference too, not just with classics, but in terms of entertainment industry. You know, one of the things that made that that made the respect level higher, I feel, for entertainers is it was a, there was an aspect of mystery to each and every person. You didn't know so much. Right. You know, you didn't know my private life. You knew me as an entertainer. You saw me when I was out doing the work. You didn't see me at the grocery store. Right. You know, you didn't see me off season with a belly chilling on the beach. You right. know, you saw me as a movie star. Done hair, hair popping, makeup yeah. popping. And so that's who you knew. You knew the starlet. 
You didn't know me drunk at a club. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that's that's dope. Yeah. But I think yeah, that's also part of it. And and I and you know, I like that. I, I love the way you put that because like I think I think that's what I still want. I still want the mystery of it. You know, I, I still want to yeah. wonder, you know, I, I still want to wonder, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I just. Well, here's the other thing. You know, you're, you're blessed enough to have the comparison. You know, you've lived one era and now you're living in another one. Right. And so you're able to see the difference. You know, there's a lot of generations that don't have the difference. But I think what's really interesting is the generation, the 20 to 30-year-olds, who do know the difference. And so many of them are, per, are preferring the hip-hop, the Teddy Wiley, you know, um, right. you know a different music, the R&B, you know, the 90s. People love the 90s. Right. That, was, that, that was that era. It was a whole different era than it the was. 2000s. And now, you know, people love it. I have a niece who's now 26, 27. Now, she was born in 92. Okay, mm-hmm. so she was born two years after I did House Party. Right. She's still begging me to sit down with her and watch House Party. Like we've never watched <laughs> it together, and she's like, "Auntie, please, can we watch it together?" And I'm like, "Oh my God, please don't make me." And she's like, "No, no, no, I want to watch it with you." Like you know, there's a lot of a generation that's missing the '90s. My question is, I wonder why. What about the music? What about the vibe? Right. What What about the '90s? Are people missing? Right. I, I you know, it's it's. That now that question right there can open up so much dialogue with that being said because you know it's a lot to be missed about the 90s. I mean, I think we could do a whole show about that. I mean, like just the 90s because you know, to me, it was it, it just was more love, more togetherness, more unity, more just more of everything if you really think about yeah. it. Yeah, you know, yeah. And now it's more, you know, we're in a selfish space now. Um, you know, everybody's we everybody's competing with each other's space. Um, you know, we're in the flashy space now. Um, you know, we we're just in a weird, weird space right now. Um and I, I, you know, and I don't I, know not to, sound, not to sound corny or to get too serious, but I agree with you and I think the space we're living in is it's a little too fake. Absolutely. You know, people can fake a lot. Well, you can be anybody you want to be now. Yep, yep. And there's nothing that's going to challenge the truth. Right. Like, you know, you can you can walk up to an airport and take a picture on a private plane and make everybody think you, you can really jet, jet off somewhere. Exactly. As opposed to, you know, you just happen to really be walking by and you just raced over and took a picture and put it out to the world. It's like you can be who you want, you can live the life you want, and if it's not true, very few people are going to find that out. Exactly. Exactly. And then, and then to be, and then, and then from another angle, you know, you got to be careful with that too, because we also living in an era where they can find that out, you know, okay. Oh, uh, Kano just took a picture by, by this Ferrari. Oh, he got a Ferrari. Let me go look that up. right. Oh, wait a minute. Let me blow this up on my phone. Oh, there's the custom, uh, custom Ferraris rentals. Uh, I forgot to take that (laughs) off. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yes. Yes. And where, and where are we living? What kind of place are we living in where we feel like we have to go to that lane? I know. To get attention and to be validated and to and to matter. Like like why why how do we get here? Like how do we get here? That's a really good show. You know what? I I, do that I, one. I just think that um I just I you know, and I'm not trying to sound 
I just I'm just a deep I'm just a thinker and I'm I'm kind of I try to stay woke. You know, right. I'm older right. now. Um I don't just believe everything. Nothing really surprises me these days. And you know, I just I just think that people you know, like when 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 I think that when those older, you know, our our older the older generation passed on, you know, I just don't think that the 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 people that were supposed to carry the torch, you know, is carrying it, you know, anymore. Like it's just like people just like ah whatever. I'm just I'm just gonna do me. I'm not worried about nobody else. I don't care. Let them go well, self. Let them go self destruct. Right, right, and I I think. Um, you know, I think about this a lot. Like, you know, every Martin Luther King birthday, you know, considering, you know, where our country stands and, you know, the the the, the, the political state of our country and, and where we are between police brutality and shootings and, you know, we're just, we're also in a different time. And I think, uh, you know, as African-Americans, it's, it's gotten tough yeah. for us to even even live in our time. And, and fully understand. Like, you know, I hear a lot of a lot of leaders from the '60s tell us, you know, we've got to take a stance on our economic power. Right. And uh, we don't even know how to do that. Like, exactly. you know, we don't we don't know what that means. We don't know what striking is. We've been marching. But right. We don't know what to strike means. We don't know what sacrifice means. People are we don't afraid. Know what, do it out so that you can get a step further. We right. don't even know what that life means. I know. I know. And 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 you know, we really don't have a lot of people a lot of representation of that either a lot of examples because like you know we we really living in this weird space to where people like well I got mine I got my money I'm not finna you know I'm not finna mess that up I'm not going over there dealing with that and and you know and and mess up mess up my you know deals and different things that I have going on or whatever right you know I just you know it's just it's just a lot it's it's just really a lot. I, you know what's amazing is, and I already foreseen this already because I just felt connected, and I knew if I ever got the opportunity that the that it was gonna be a beautiful conversation. I just knew it. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like I really knew it because like I just feel like I've met you in another life, some type of way or something, and you just a down to earth person. And I knew that I can have great conversation with you if I ever got that opportunity. And what's making me mad is I don't have a lot of dog on time, and I'm just upset. You gotta come back on the show. Well, I was gonna say, you know, we we just we just dreamed up and talked up some other topics. But you gotta have me back. Anything you do about the '90s, I gotta be on it. Yes. Anything you do about you know the time of the the changing of the tide and this industry. I love talking about all that stuff because I'm fascinated by it. I yes. never get tired of it. Yes. Um, I never get I never get bitter by it. And that's another thing about having options. It's like, you know, I've got so much thing so much I'm working on and and, you know, my new thing lately now is I just went to Africa for the first time. I mean that's a whole nother conversation. This is the year of the return. Oh we got to talk about that. that. I didn't know that. It's 400 years since the transatlantic slave trade. Oh. 2019 is the year of the return for African Americans yes. to return back to Africa. I mean, I never knew that. I just went to have an epic birthday in New Year. You know, my birthday is, is, is the beginning of the year. And I mean, that's changed my when whole your life. Birthday is. We got a lot to talk about. I got to come back. When is your birthday? January 2nd. Mine's January 29th. Amen. See, you're Aquarius. I'm Capricorn. Man, 
you i'm serious you 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 gotta come back um we we have to we have to we we got a lot of stuff to talk about we really well, do. Well, I can't wait to come back. And like I said, you know, thank you for this time. And I had a blast. And I hope we talk soon. Yes. And look, before you go, could you give everybody, um, um, and what can we, what are we looking for in the future real quick? We're looking for, I don't know, I don't even know what the name of the movie's going to be, but I did a, a really epic movie for TV One, and I hope it comes out this spring or summer. Um, and you'll know what I play, a, a, a psychotherapist for Quantico. Oh. Uh, drama. And so I had a blast with that. Look for that. Um, I'm doing a lot of work uh, in the year of the return with Africa as an African-American returning, trying to bridge the gap between America and Africa entertainment. Oh, that's um, dope. So that's happening. I'm getting ready to do a bunch of retreats in my fitness company, the AJ Zone. I'll be in Miami May 2nd through the 5th doing a retreat. That's going to be happening. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, I've, I've got some things popping in every aspect of my life. And that was best for my dream to have all different tentacles reaching out and being busy. So can we possibly do some television? So we'll see. We'll see what's coming. But um, yeah, we... I'm excited. I'm happy. And that's the most important thing. I'm happy. I'm excited. It's already started off to be a good year. And uh, just keep looking out, you know. Uh, lots of stuff on Instagram, at the AJ Zone is my handle. Same thing on Twitter. And, uh, you know, y'all shout at me. I'm one, of, I'm one of those people who answer. So, you know, if you, if you, if you comment, I'm gonna I'm gonna comment back. So if it's good or bad, just know I'm commenting back. So, <laughs> so don't think don't think I'm not looking because I am. Right, I am. Right, you have to these days. Look, I love you. Um, I'm wishing you more blessings and success in everything. And um, we are going to talk. We're going to talk soon. Good. I love it. And thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, it's the Vibe Show podcast with your boy Kano the Don, the Vibe King, and the lovely. A.J. Johnson. Thank you, my queen. Uh, blessings, brother. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.